not gonna lie and, and, and portray um, this ultimate poise like I've been had it figured out. Nah, I just didn't quit. separate whoever's going trying to go for something is that you ain't gonna quit what's up activators welcome to the activated by faith podcast where faith meets fitness health and wellness i'm your host and the ceo Special shout out to all of my first time listeners and if you've listened to an activated by faith episode in the past welcome back this is the second episode of our series on being I-N-T-E-N-T-I-O-N-A-L with our wellness. Um, on the first episode, we heard from Simone, a.k.a. SJ, a.k.a. Miss Prime Fit, about how she has grown to be more intentional with different areas of her wellness. And we even gave you five tips to use that will help you be more intentional with your own wellness goals. If you haven't listened to that episode yet, make sure you tune in and catch all the gems that were dropped. Um, that de- episode truly helped me in my personal life. And I think about all the helpful information that was shared when I make decisions that impact my wellness. So make sure you tune in if you haven't already. Um, today we are continuing with the theme of intentionality, but we're going to focus specifically on being intentional about how we care for ourselves and prioritize our needs. Um, hence the title, Self-Care Ain't Selfish. We have the pleasure of having a very special guest on this episode that I met a very, very, <laughs> very long time ago um, in first grade. And her name is Miss Brittany Johnson. And she graduated from Bowie for undergrad. And she went to Hopkins where she earned her master's. Um, so before I tell you more about who she is, we are going to play a quick game. <laughs> That I did not tell her about. <laughs> right, so, because I'm like a game. <laughs> so um, so this game is going to be this or that. Okay. And the topics <laughs> are based on like self-care and which one you would much rather do when practicing your own self-care. Mm, okay. This and then you're going to give like a brief description of why or a brief reason why you would choose the option. Okay. So, ready? Mm-hmm. <laughs> First one is journaling or meditation. Mm. Mm, meditation okay and why did you choose that it's funny because journaling is is normally my go-to self-care mm-hmm. practice um but lately in this season i it's been more challenging for me to get thoughts on paper and so i find that when it's more challenging to write out thoughts and feelings sometimes that means we need to go within and like do more listening as opposed to more externalizing Mm -hmm. so for me I found that in this particular season I think in the fall is when I'm kind of more introspective um and more in like a hibernating type of vibe so meditating um kind of produces better results as far as me feeling more aligned more in tune um feeling better overall meditating has been kind of what I've leaned towards more okay so how do you (laughs) silence your mind oh, to meditate so because I, I've tried meditation 
And my boyfriend's always like, oh, yeah, you should try this meditation or mindfulness exercise. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to do it, but I can't even sit still long enough. So mm-hmm. how do you, like, silence yourself to meditate? That's so funny because it was really hard for me to kind of get a grasp or figure out how to meditate, mm-hmm. I guess, like, effectively. Um, but once I took the pressure off of myself, so I took a mindfulness-based course, like, two years ago. Um, and it was pretty cool, but I needed to kind of find my own way and my own definition of meditating. And so what I've learned um, through experience and practice and research is that meditating doesn't necessarily have to be just sitting and being like, mm. <laughs> you know, it, it, this, mm-hmm. that's a very like generic um, definition of it or example of it. Um, but meditating is anything where your mind and your body are separate. Um, so for me, my favorite version of meditating is yoga. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can also meditate through painting. You can also meditate through dancing, through running, um, through journaling, sometimes in a certain way. But it's anything that like your body is doing something else and your mind can can be separate from the thoughts. Okay. It's kind of like, yeah, so mindless activities. I even have found myself like meditating, like playing solitaire. So it's anything where the things are separate. And so... Once I started to first kind of um, loosen up my definition and kind of find other ways to meditate, it became easier for me to practice it in that traditional way. Because sometimes when we are trying to sit in silence and be one with our thoughts, when things come up like, oh, I got to go to the grocery store. Mm -hmm. Oh, I got to do this. We get angry or upset with ourselves. Oh, my God, I can't. Like, why am I not focusing? Instead of treating it like it's a thought on a cloud. So, okay, I'm meditating. I'm breathing. I'm relaxing. Oh, I have to go to the grocery store. Treating it like, okay, I, I know I have to do that. And kind of just letting it pass. Okay. And, and checking back in like, okay, but let me go back to my breathing. Like, let okay. me just always bringing yourself back, but without punishment. Okay, that makes sense. So when I'm sitting and I'm thinking about <laughs> everything that I need to do mm-hmm. or that happened during the day, making sure I shift my focus back to mm-hmm. what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Got it. Okay, well, that was... So journaling or meditation? You said meditation. Mm-hmm. So spa day or rest day? Mm, these are good. <laughs> um, for me, again, right now, um, a rest day. Um, because sometimes if I try to pack too much like physical self care and like okay, I gotta go get my hair done, get my nails done, get my toes mm-hmm. done, go get a massage, get a facial. I find myself being exhausted after that day. And yeah. now I need a day to rest mm-hmm. from all of my self-care. So um, for me personally in this season, retreating at home and um, choosing to rest, so choosing to turn my notifications off, choosing to um, not turn the TV on, like just resting, reading, and just being one with myself and not trying to force myself to do a whole bunch of things to prove that I'm taking care of myself, but more so just allowing myself to not be productive. That's a good point. Because like you said, we'll be like, yeah, I'm going to do all this stuff for myself. And then you're tired by the time you get home. (laughs) Use your whole day. Yes. Have not slept or anything. So I feel like that's something I'm also doing. Mm -hmm. Like I will sit in the house, watch Netflix Mm -hmm. all day. Mm -hmm. Don't bother me. Mm -hmm. Instead of doing a lot of running around because Mm -hmm. then it becomes like a chore. Mm Mm-hmm. So the next one, I think you're going to like this one okay. too. <laughs> candles or sage? Oh, candles. Now, y'all know I do love my sage. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying it. I love my sage. I do sell sage. Shameless plug. Um, but sage is more of a definitely intentional practice. Um, but it's something that I give thought to when I do it. So it takes like 
energy for me to figure out, okay, what intentions am I setting? What things do I want to kind of cleanse about myself? What things do I want to invite in? It's a very like thoughtful process. Mm -hmm. So as opposed to I get home from a long day and I just light my candles and drink my wine. So Mm -hmm. it's going back to like, right now I'm in a a season of ease and anything that's going to be like less work. Um, So I definitely enjoy the benefits of Sage. It's more so something I do once a week um, just to like do a general cleansing of the home. Um, It's more of like a an intentional Saturday practice. But as far as each day, daily practices, the candles are my go-to. Okay. Yeah. And this is the last one. So yoga or a workout? Yoga. I don't like to sweat. (laughs) (laughs) I I don't want to say yoga. Yeah, I don't. Never been a workout person. Um, I mean, I have worked out. I mean, I've worked out before, and I definitely feel like those good feelings of like endorphins flowing mm-hmm. and like that energy and that release. But something about yoga, especially like the restorative yoga, we're doing like the long, deep poses. Um, it brings me like a sense of calm. Me personally, working out feels more of like something I know I need to do, mm-hmm. but and like okay, like you know, order for the body to be healthy in the mind like okay we gotta work out we gotta sweat but it just feels like i would have to pump myself up way too much to try to go work out as opposed to it's like that it's like yoga that. i'm like oh i'm just gonna stretch and release um and get tension out on my body yeah that makes sense yeah i, I always say i'm gonna get into yoga too i say i'm gonna get into a lot of things it, it's so many things I to just, do <laughs> it's just so much yes but that was fun. Yes, it was. That was good. You did not tell me that. I know. That I kind of I came up with it yesterday. So I, I was like, like, oh, that was like so that. fun. <laughs> so mm-hmm. for those of you who don't know or who can't hear it in her responses, <laughs> Brittany is a black licensed mental health therapist and the owner of Um, Her specialists include spirituality, self-esteem, coping skills, family conflict, codependency, women's issues, career counseling, stress management, anxiety and depression, um, and relationship challenges. Woo-hoo! So, yes, <laughs> she can meet every one of your needs. Um, if you want more information about Britain Co. and the services that she offers, you can visit the cwcounseling.com mm-hmm. yeah. and book a free consultation with her and talk more about her about what she can provide that will be beneficial to you. Do you have anything else you want to add? Um, well, first, I want to go back to the very first, one of the first things you said about us knowing each other since first grade. Yes. I just think that's so funny. And I just love full circle moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm just thankful to you for having this space and, and giving me the, the time and the resources to to spread knowledge and spread you know awareness and information and things that as black women and black people that we normally don't have access to. Exactly. So, that's I'm definitely. Thankful. Thanks for coming. Yes. Thanks that's for definitely me. the goal of Activated by Faith. Yes. Um, allowing people who look like us and other people to mm-hmm. learn resources, tools, skills that will help them improve their wellness. Mm-hmm. So. Thanks again for coming on. Yes. yes, it's definitely giving full circle. It is. So we are <laughs> going to check in with Brittany. So like I said, the focus of this series is being intentional about wellness. Um, on the last episode, I shared the Merriam-Webster definition of wellness, well, of being intentional, which is done on purpose, deliberate, and conscious. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your definition of intention um, or being intentional? 
I think that's a, I mean, that's a really good definition. Um, it, it's not something that's done casually. It's not something that's done when we are all out of options. It, being intentional is carving out space and time. Um, and, and as the definition said, being very conscious. Um, it's a choice to mm-hmm. be intentional. It's not something that can kind of just land in our laps. We have to make the space and invite it in um, to, to be intentional about our wellness. Because again, in a capitalist society, this is not something that is offered to us. Nobody's yeah. gonna, well, in most places, they're not gonna look at you and say, hey, Micah, you've been working really hard. I think you should take the day off. Yeah, That's not gonna happen more than likely. Maybe in some spaces, but not you know in, in this world that we're currently living in. And so making the choice um, in in being very um, conscious about it is, mm-hmm. is how we can be intentional about taking care of ourselves. So how does the concept of intentionality relate to how we prioritize our wellness needs and take care of ourselves, which you already started talking about? Mm-hmm. So how do we relate the two? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, again, like for me, it, it was about being on a routine, being on a schedule, um, because I noticed that the way that I start my days impact the rest of the week. So if it's Monday, and I know that Mondays, for me specifically, are really difficult, I know that I have to be very aware of when I wake up, okay, how did I sleep last night? What things do we need to kind of engage in to make sure that the rest of our day is is off to the right start? So if that means scheduling out time to engage in some meditation, have some prayers, you know, express gratitude, or, you know, write out some things that may have been bothering me the night before, scheduling my day before I reach the day so that, you know, everything is not all over the place and it's all these swarming ideas that are like, how am I going to get all these things done? Um, so prioritizing it for me, it means having a routine, scheduling it out the same way I would schedule time with friends or schedule time to eat or schedule doctor's appointments, treating it as a daily a daily choice and a daily practice. I'm glad you talked about that because on the last episode, <laughs> Simone was saying the same thing. Mm, wow. And I kept emphasizing how it is like we are planning things out and it's not giving chaotic. Mm-hmm. We're not all over the place mm-hmm. because when we are all, all over the place, I know for me, it's like, it's just hectic mm-hmm. and I get overwhelmed. I feel like I'm going to shut down. Mm-hmm. So definitely making sure that we plan and we do it for each day so that when we start the day, like you said, mm-hmm. we are ready to go. We're starting with our devotionals. We're starting mm-hmm. with a workout so that as we go throughout the day, it's like, okay, I started my morning off well and the rest of the day um, should follow mm-hmm. that same type of energy. Mm-hmm. So one way that many of us take care of ourselves is by engaging in self-care activities. What is your definition of self-care? I know everybody has their own definition. So mm-hmm. what does self-care mean to you? Um self-care is about giving myself what I need in that moment. Um, I think self-care, it kind of changes as the seasons of the earth change, as the seasons of our lives change. Mm -hmm. So as we spoke about a little earlier, journaling was something that I really used to engage in, but I'm noticing in this season, I need um, self-care practices that will help me to slow down and listen to my body. Um, So right now, self-care for me means unplugging uh, with running a business and seeing clients and you know, listening to the stories of others and being an empath, taking in all of that information, I need to, I have to make sure that I'm intentional about having an outlet and mm-hmm. having time for silence and, and quietness 
and because again I mean aside from the work that I do just you know having relationships and being on social media we're constantly taking in so much information so for me a big part of my self-care is finding time for solitude and time for mindless activities that don't require a lot of emotional labor or responses for me so if that's watching a show Mm -hmm. playing a game doing yoga taking walks something that can help me kind of disconnect from everything that I'm taking in on a daily basis yeah I feel that because I feel like last week I was just like, yo, I'm exhausted. Mm -hmm. Before we started recording, I was talking about how I work in the school and I'm with the students all day. It's college application season, so it's always busy. Mm -hmm. Then one day, last Thursday, I went to class and then we're talking about this reflection project we had to do. And Mm -hmm. then it's like, you're pouring out yourself Mm -hmm. being vulnerable. Other Mm -hmm. people are pouring out their selves to you, things that you didn't even know or aware of Mm -hmm. and feeling that energy, feeling that emotions like... I feel like it's more important for me now to have that awareness to know, like you said, when I need to unplug and when I need to sit in silence. Mm -hmm. Because if I'm going to continue working with students in the future as a school counselor and all their experiences and stories, Mm -hmm. I have to know, like, okay, like you need to rest. You need to be able to disconnect from Mm -hmm. these people's stories at the end of the day. So I'm glad you talked about your experience with with that. Mm -hmm. So why else is it important for us to be intentional about incorporating forms of self-care into our daily lives and how does doing so or not doing so impact our wellness whether it's mental physical emotional or spiritual Mm -hmm. it goes back to you know like that really cliche because as you were talking about the students and as we're talking about our work that we do that involves the lives of others Mm -hmm. we know that cliche saying i'm like kind of sick of it but it's just so true you cannot pour from an empty cup and it's just i feel like it's like kind of overused but i think i mean but it's so true Mm -hmm. and you know i think sometimes we say it and then we don't really let it fully resonate or penetrate our spirits but honestly i notice a difference in myself and in my work when i you know have not taken time to engage in things that i enjoy or Mm -hmm. i've not taken time to rest or laugh or play um and so i notice how it impacts my relationship with myself Mm -hmm. um i notice that i'm a i'm more easily triggered i'm more easily offended um i notice that in my relationships with others i find myself if i have not been intentional about prioritizing my self-care um, I notice in my relationships that maybe there are more conflicts. I know it's just in the way that I perceive the world. Yeah. Um, it, it can kind of get cloudy and jaded. And so self-care for me, again, being intentional by prioritizing it, um, I think it's it's so important because it affects everything. Um, it affects how we come into the room. Mm-hmm. It affects how other people receive us. It affects how our gift is shown to the world. And so if we are not taking care of ourselves, we're not, you know, giving attention to our spirits, then we can't be who we've been called to be. We can't pour out and do the things and and bless the lives of others the way that, you know, we may have been divinely brought here to do. And so that's why for me, it's very important about what I do for myself because I understand it doesn't just affect me. Mm -hmm. It affects everything else. So it's kind of like when I'm feeling good, I'm feeling good. That's the number one benefit. And also, (laughs) others around me will feel good. And even if they don't, it won't have a deep impact on my day-to-day, if that makes sense. No, I get that. (laughs) Because there are days where I'm like, look, I did not sleep. Yeah, like you're not feeling nothing or nobody. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. But Mm -hmm. then when you 
are taking care of yourself and being intentional about doing that, you can be more present mm-hmm. and show up the way that you're supposed to show mm-hmm. up in your career and your relationships mm-hmm. um, in other areas of your life. So I definitely feel that. Mm-hmm. So how do you personally practice self-care? I know you do the On yoga, the day-to-day. saging. Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, going back to like how I, so morning routines and night routines are very important for me. So even if, and it, it's, it doesn't always have to be something super big. Um, yeah. I, I extend a lot of grace to myself. Like, that's, like, my number one act of self-care, um, extended grace. And self-care in itself is an extremely radical concept. And mm-hmm. then also allowing yourself the space to make mistakes or not get it right. Um, that's something that is also very integral in my self-care practice. Um, so even in the morning, if I say I'm going to spend this amount of time doing devotionals or meditating, if I don't do it all, I don't punish myself mm-hmm. I, I, I'm more so you know treat myself always and and perceive myself always in context of my surrounding circumstances um so that's something that's very important um throughout the day if I need to if I notice you know I'm feeling tension in my body because even if we're not in careers that are that require manual physical labor when you're taking on the energies of others it can live in the body trauma yeah. and tension live in the body um, and so I try to be, again, very active about it and not waiting until I'm feeling my worst. But, okay, if I know I just had a heavy session, I'm going to take five minutes to go stretch, pause, pray, listen to a quick inspirational word, read some affirmations, something. Um, so I'm constantly refilling my cup. As I'm pouring out, I'm constantly putting something mm-hmm. back in. And I'm also very mindful about the music I listen to in the morning, like, on that yeah. drive, like, but let, the sometimes, you know, yeah. I need to hear my little baby, you know, I need to hear me to get me in that mode because I'm like, yeah, I'm about to go change some lives today. I'm feeling good. I'm trapping, you know, right? Not but I, I mean, hey, like, you know, you know the car rides, you yes. know, we feel like, yes. you know, right? Okay. <laughs> but other times I'm like, okay, maybe this was a slower morning. Maybe I need to listen to some nature sounds. Maybe I need to be silent. Maybe I need to listen to some gospel. So again, everything is about, um, being very in tune and aware of my needs in that moment and mm-hmm. not giving myself a one size fits all approach because I mean we're people we change we grow we evolve we have to give ourselves flexibility and grace in that yeah I like how you threw in grace I feel like we're always talking about grace when yes. we is famous <laughs> for saying give yourself some grace, grace. Whatever, but it's really facts because yeah. I know for me like some days I was like you know what I'm gonna get up I'm gonna work out if I get up mm-hmm. and I'm like dead, I'm mm-hmm. like, look, it's okay. Mm-hmm. If you don't work out, okay, so today you need to be more intentional about your eating. Even though mm-hmm. I need to do that every mm-hmm. day, but it's like if you're not going to the gym, okay, lock in on your eating mm-hmm. um, and put your energy into that That's and what great. you're putting into your, into your body if you don't have the energy to not work out. So mm-hmm. definitely giving yourself grace and being able to adjust when necessary is something else that we talked about in the last episode. That's so good what you said because I've been wanting to be more active. Um and my friend made by Jade. So she had a hike yes. last week. Um, and I wanted to go really bad because I've really been wanting to like get into nature in the fall. But when I woke up, my body was just like, no. And mm-hmm. I was about to start beating myself up. But I was like, okay, what can we do today that's going to take care of ourselves? So instead, I did like a little dinner for myself once I started feeling better throughout the day. I cooked a little dinner, had a little wine, and watched my favorite movies. And I was like, this is how we're going to care for ourselves. So today, we weren't able to care for ourselves physically too much but we can care for ourselves emotionally and spiritually mm-hmm. yeah that's definitely important so I, you already talked about this a little bit earlier but 
our society tends to normalize the idea of no days off, grind mm-hmm. season. Mm-hmm. So we will prioritize those things and we'll prioritize other people. But then with that, we're neglecting the areas of our lives that impact how we show up for others. Why? Well, not why. What impacts do you think being a part of grind culture has on our individual wellness? So do you remember back that whole like Twitter phase where everybody would be like, drive into work or school and it'd be like workflow. You remember that? <laughs> I vaguely. <laughs> like, work, I feel like people still do they that. They do though. that? Really? Because I don't really say that as much. But I think about during that time, I was really one of those people that was like, no days off. Like, I remember being in undergrad. Mm-hmm. I'm reflecting. I'm like, how was I doing all this stuff? Like, I was in so many clubs. I always had two jobs. I had like two internship sites. I was like doing the most. Mm-hmm. And... For me, I've realized now that I'm reflecting back to it, because I'm definitely pro-rest, pro-naps, pro-take-that-day-off, <laughs> use that PTO, mm-hmm. those people will be okay. Um, but as I'm reflecting on why I was like that, it was because I was I was looking for that gratification through things, so through accomplishments or being that girl that's booked and busy. Yeah. Um. Oh, Brittany's always doing this, she's always doing that. And I, I upon reflection, I'm realizing that it was, those, th- those were things that I was doing to kind of make myself look more attractive or more appealing. Like, oh, wow, how does she get it all done? Um, but I, it came a point where I realized that me being super busy or always having something to do on my calendar, it did not necessarily equate to being productive. And mm-hmm. it also did not equate to me feeling fulfilled. Mm-hmm. And so I started to have to like question myself, like, okay, we're doing all these things, we're running, but it feels like we're running back and forth like horizontally there's no vertical movement and so once I started to kind of sit with that that's when I realized like maybe this grind culture this no days off thing is not all that is cracked up to be because at the end of the day I'm just going home feeling busted and disgusted looking Mm -hmm. cute looking busy yeah but not feeling truly fulfilled not feeling you know like purposeful just always feeling insatiable and so that was a problem and I see that a lot in clients who are constantly grinding and working and so busy but never feeling like they're good enough never feeling like they're doing enough and it's kind of like well what more can you do Mm -hmm. Um, and so I see it have a a truly detrimental impact on mental health self-esteem um, self-image, all of those things are negatively impacted when we place those unrealistic expectations of no days off. And normally what happens is, because it happened to me, we reach a point where we just shut down completely Yeah. because we haven't paid attention to the signals that our body has given us to say we need a day off. It just one day happens and, you know, people start businesses that they end up not following through with. Yeah. They start projects that never get finished. It's just like, because one day it's just like, I don't have the energy to do anything. Mm-hmm. So are there any patterns um, of that that you have seen specifically in the black community? Oh, absolutely. Um, I think it goes back to, and I think another time we had this discussion, but um, that whole slavery, like our ancestors were expected to produce all of this labor from sun up to sundown. And it was, we were supposed to do it without, you know, complaining, mm-hmm. without processing, without, you know, taking any rest or saying like, hey, I need a break. And I think that that's something that has 
just been uh, passed down from generation to generation. And it's very hard. My black clients and even myself, again, going back to that, like this, our community finds it really hard to take breaks because we'll be considered lazy, whether it's by each other or by society. Um, will be seen as, well, you know, you got to work 10 times harder because yeah. you're black. So you can't take that day off. You can't take vacation because your counterpart, Johnny, it doesn't have to do all that, but you have to. And so I definitely see it. It's super difficult to unlearn that because, again, the concept of resting and and not, you know, overexerting yourself and overextending yourself is truly opposite and counterintuitive from what we've been taught. I've never seen my mother or my father take a day off. Mm-hmm. Like, unless they were legitimately like, okay, I'm sick, or more so like at the end of the year when you got to use the days or you lose <laughs> them. Otherwise, now me, I'm like, mm, I'm just, you know what, I'm going to reschedule. I'm going to take this time to myself just because I know I deserve it and not because... It needs to be a luxurious thing, but it's necessary. Resting is necessary. And I think that has never been a concept taught to us. I agree. Because even when I was growing up, my parents were definitely work, 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 work. I would say now they don't work as much because they have retired since then. Mm -hmm. So they're working like, you know, little little jobs. But definitely Mm -hmm. growing up, it was something that they did. And I feel like for us, we're like, oh, I'm taking a mental health day. Mm -hmm. But I'm here probably like, you talking like, about what? some health day. Mm-hmm. What is that? And then even some companies, they, that's not something that they, like, I guess, push. Like, oh, you taking a mental health day. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. They might they might say, okay, fine. But they might be, like, side-eyed. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. oh, they're taking a mental health day. They're not stable enough to work. Mm-hmm. So I guess my question would be, for your clients or friends or family members who are struggling with like taking those days off, what does that look like and how do you kind of help them or try to persuade them of the benefits of them taking care of themselves mm-hmm. and taking that time off? It, it kind of goes back to values and like giving them the space to consider, okay, how have I been showing up and mm-hmm. how do I want to show up? You know, yes, these things may have been taught to me, but how do I want to do life? Like, what do I think is a priority? Um, and when you get to the root of kind of those that those worldviews and, and those morals and those deep-seated beliefs, um, as we sift through those and we kind of figure out, well, who taught you that you couldn't take a day off? Mm-hmm. What does that mean for you? So it's a lot of processing of like, where does this even come from? And a lot of times clients and people and friends will kind of, reach that insight on their own like oh hey wait yeah I actually don't think like that this is something that I've just been carrying with me because somebody told me I had Mm -hmm. to be like this and so once they have the space to be honest about well you know I actually don't want to have to work this many days or I don't want to be so burnt out that I no longer have joy in life once they get to those points they can kind of it kind of makes it easier for them to Uh, make those decisions and choose rest but it's a lot of like unlearning and Mm -hmm. figuring out okay where did this come from because a lot of things that we do we just do them because somebody told us yeah and so once we realize like hey wait i have choices i don't have to do this the way that it's been taught to me Mm -hmm. that's when they kind of reach that that shift in thinking yeah so what are some other benefits 
um, or some other reasons that you think it's important for us to rest, even with all of the responsibilities that we have when it comes to our wellness? Mm-hmm. Uh, so if we don't rest, like if we don't give ourselves emotional, spiritual, physical rest, the body will shut down and do it for us. Mm-hmm. Um, so we can either carve it out or it's going to happen to us and, and manifest physically. So I think about my mom. So she passed when I was 14. And again, somebody who went to work every single day. She was only 42. She didn't have the access to be able to take days off. But if she did, I think that her life would have looked a lot differently. Um, for her specifically, she had a stroke, seizure, and heart attack. But mm-hmm. doctors weren't able to necessarily pinpoint one specific thing. Like, she was a seemingly healthy woman. So it's kind of like, how does this happen? And so as I've gotten deeper into my career and research and Black women's health specifically, I learned that stress, emotional stress, trauma, all of those things can build on the heart. Um, a lot of the diseases that our community specifically faces, I think, are have spiritual roots. Um, and so when you look at heart issues, that's normally something dealing with unforgiveness or pain or trauma, grief, um, cancers, mm-hmm. all of those things are, are typically tied to a, a spiritual connection. Yes, there are also physical things. So because my mother had to work all day, every day, so maybe her eating wasn't, you know, as mm-hmm. good as it should have been. Um, but I definitely think that, you know, that tie between taking rest or, you know, things are going to begin to happen um, that are out of your control. And so I think that's why it's also important to, again, make the choice to take rest so that it doesn't choose you. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. So how do we make the choice to do that and release, like, the expectations that society, our community might have on us for constant productivity? Mm-hmm. It's really hard. Um, it comes back to figuring out what you value. And again, once I've realized, for me personally, I, I've realized that super productivity was not my thing um, during a pandemic. So I always was doing a whole bunch of stuff yeah, all the time. And then there was this period of time where it was like, oh, I my job was closed. I had graduated. I was just home. And it kind of sent me in a spiral because I was like, well, who am I, who am I outside of these things? Mm-hmm. Um, and so sitting down with yourself and saying, so who am I if I'm not being super productive? Do I still like myself? Do I still value myself if I'm not producing? Um, and, and being honest about the answers that can come up um, can make it easier to kind of shine a light on the things that we need to truly prioritize. Um, So it's really hard to release those expectations that others Mm -hmm. place on us. Um, But again, it comes back to, you know, who do you want to be? Do you want to be somebody that is here to please others and and do things and bring yourself out for a job that if you were to die tomorrow, they're looking for your replacement? (laughs) That's true. They're going to find somebody else. They're going to find somebody else. Um, even overextending ourselves for friends and family, like people will find somebody else. Like, they will. They, they definitely will. I mean, will. they will. <laughs> so it's like once I've realized that, like, oh, things will get done. And so if things, if I'm in relationships or interactions outside of having children, but with other, you know, adults, if things aren't getting done because I'm not doing them for somebody, 
that's kind of an indicator or a red flag that maybe some things in the relationship need to shift. Mm-hmm. Um, because some people are like, well, if I don't do it, then how they going to... Is that yeah. your responsibility? Yeah. So then there's another conversation that needs to be had under that. It's so many things connected um, to our inability to choose ourselves. But again, sifting through that and, and being very clear on how is it that I want to show up? Is the way that I am extending myself in relationships or at work or in the world, is that truly a reflection of who I want to be and how I want to show up? Mm-hmm. Or am I doing this solely for the benefit of others? I feel that. One thing that one of the school counselors at my job always says is your emergency, mm-hmm. no, your procrastination is not my emergency. Mm. Because people really put mm-hmm. that on you. And if they do it more than once, and you're always willing to prioritize their needs, they're mm-hmm. going to keep coming back. Mm-hmm. And they're going to feel like they can always come to you. And mm-hmm. you're going to, like, that weight is going to be on you because you're going to be like, I have to do this for such and such. Mm-hmm. Like you said, if I don't do it, then who's going to do it for them? So mm-hmm. that's something that she said that replays in my mind all the time. Oh, yes. I say it all the time. Like, your my statement is your emergency is not my emergency. Mm-hmm. Like, your anxiety is not my anxiety. So somebody could be very anxious and ah, I need you to do this now. It's urgent. It doesn't mean that it's urgent for me. Mm-hmm. So I can look at it, see, is this a priority for me? Do I have time to do this for somebody else? Okay, yes, we'll add it on. No, then, you know, it'll have to get go under the pile. Mm-hmm. So what does true rest look like? I know it's going to be Ooh. different for everybody. Mm, for those right. of us who can rest. take that rest. yeah. Right. At first, it's, it's really hard to rest. I remember when I first... Try, like started to do that to be intentional about resting I would feel very guilty yeah I would feel like okay well I'm gonna clean my whole entire house like always trying to find something to do um resting is being in the moment so I mean you could be resting with a partner like you could still have somebody with you you could be resting with friends you could be resting listening to music but it's truly being present and in the moment so you know Of course, we all have things we have to do that are on our to-do list, but kind of making peace with it in the moment, like it'll get done, but not right now. Yeah. And even if you know, if you're the type of person who has to give yourself deadlines, so, you know, saying, okay, for the next two hours, I am going to not scroll. I'm not going to respond to any messages. I'm just going to like, you know, I don't know, binge watch a show or Mm -hmm. take a nap or just be separated from the world. Something with just giving yourself that deadline and being, you know, when you need to take care of things. But in the moment, just thinking about where you are. Wow, I'm breathing. I'm alive. I'm thankful. I'm here. Giving yourself the space and um, energy to just be in the moment Mm -hmm. and separate yourself from all of the things that need to get done. Because it's always going to be something that needs to get done. It is. I mean, it's like a a never-ending list of things. And so it's kind of like, well, I'm only one person. I only have these amount of hours in a day. Yeah. It's not going to get done. Some things might. Some things might not. That's how I feel about people who take work home. Yeah, no. That's really big mm, in education. Yeah. That's an absolute no. I'd be like. Please. No. Mm -mm. (laughs) It's not giving. It's not. Me taking work home. Especially because. When I first started working at College Bell in January, we were virtual. Mm-hmm. So it was no 
boundary, no line between these are my work hours and these are my rest hours. Mm-hmm. So now that we're mm-hmm. back in the building, everything is back to normal, I make sure that when I leave work, yes, that's it. Yes, that's Some it. of my students will text me. I might text them back if I'm feeling nice, mm-hmm. or, but I'm probably going to text them back in the morning mm-hmm. because I cannot rest and I can't disconnect from this place mm-hmm. if I don't set those boundaries. Mm-hmm. So how do we set those boundaries? Mm-hmm. With oh, people very clear, too. very clear from day one. Um, I know at one job I was at, because um, I'm that person that at five o'clock on the dot, mm-hmm. I am exiting the building. There is no, you know, there's no, okay. And so, you know, you get a lot of, even in the mental health field, which you would think that places, you know, have a better understanding or more compassionate, but it's, they still have a business to run. Yeah. Um. So I, you know, I don't take it personally when people expect me to, um, soften my boundaries, but I also make it very clear, this is what I'm not doing. So, for instance, going back to the people trying to contact you after hours, I will not respond. Client, boss, coworker. Yeah. And I let them know, you know, the next day, like, oh, hey, I sent you this. Oh, yeah, my hours are from here to here. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be something long. It's just, these are my hours. It's very um, objective for me when I explain it or not it's not even an explanation I guess it's just more of a statement <laughs> that's mm-hmm. how I treat it because you you teach other people how to treat you yep. so whether it's the workplace friends whatever um so definitely again not treating other people's urgency as my urgency if you have a boss that's emailing you at 2 a.m you don't have to respond until exactly. like what's gonna happen nothing, nothing. <laughs> you should be asleep they should be asleep <laughs> so you know being very clear, um, I don't really leave a lot of room for somebody to interject like, oh, but I, I'm like, uh, but at this time, this is when my workday ends. Mm-hmm. I'll get back to it tomorrow. It feels uh, very counterintuitive when you first start doing it. It's probably going to be accompanied with some guilt yeah. Um, because I remember when I was first, because at previous jobs, I mean, they could call me at all hours of the night. They could keep me there all night. And I would just be like, okay, I have to do it. I'm young. I'm black. I'm just getting my feet in the door. Yeah. Now I'm like, no, because I know I'm qualified. Because if I wasn't qualified, I wouldn't be here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't have to go out of my way to prove myself. So everything kind of comes back to a self-esteem, a self-esteem uh, thing. Once I got my self-esteem in check, it's kind of like, why am I responding to these emails after whatever time? Why am I staying late, having late meetings? Why am I doing a whole bunch of things that are outside of my job description? Like, we know at work, sometimes you're going to have to do some things that maybe are not yeah. in there. But when it gets Duties to a point, yeah, like, duty, right, as a, like, what is that? <laughs> but, you know, it might come some, you know, it might happen sometimes. So it's not to say that I'm super inflexible, but also having an understanding of, okay, I'm qualified to be here. I don't have to, I've already gotten a job. I'm going to do what I, you know, what is required of me, but I don't have to go beyond that that's just my personal view i agree with that you don't have to <laughs> i'm not doing the most yourself. no yeah okay you you're not gonna get you know i mean you might end up getting a raise but you might not so it's kind of like mm, i'd rather not take that chance of being you know after work it's for me to enjoy my time with loved ones myself you know engaging in activities that bring me energy and bring me good feelings it's not a time for work Work is done. Now it's time for play. Yeah, I agree. Because I feel like for me, I'm like, I did everything I could from 8 mm-hmm. to 3.30. Mm-hmm. 
I gave it everything I got. Mm-hmm. So I gave here. it every ounce. That's it. <laughs> I can leave here, walk out the door, yes. bag in hand, yep. mm-hmm. knowing that I put mm-hmm. everything into this day. And because I did that and I do that each day, mm-hmm. I should not have to give more of myself outside of my work hours when I already put so much into the day. Mm-hmm. And I think that also comes with that self-esteem um, concept that you were talking about. Um, so I do, I feel like I have to prove myself at work, but I'm also not going to be, because I'm young, because I'm black, I'm mm-hmm. not going to do the most because mm-hmm. I need that person. Mm-hmm. I feel like in education, that's something that's so mm-hmm. common. Like mm-hmm. people are emailing 10, 11, mm-hmm. wanting a response. And it's like, even though you're not going to take time to care for yourself, mm-hmm. I am going to take yes. time to care for myself. Mm-hmm. So in addition to taking those moments to pause, rest, and reset, why is it important that we allow ourselves to enjoy people, things, and activities that bring us joy? I mean, it's just because life is not all about work. And it, it kind of feels like that when we when we live in a society that's like, okay, go to school, go to college, go to college again, get a nine yes. to five, do your thing. <laughs> so where is the time? Like, we are people and like, we're not machines. Mm-hmm. So... We deserve to be able to actually enjoy life, um, spending time with people that we care about, doing things that are outside of our jobs. Like we are not our roles. We are people with different interests, with hobbies, with personalities. Uh, we have to nourish those parts of ourselves because yeah. the years will go by, things will happen. And we'll blink and we won't even be able to see or recognize who we are. Mm -hmm. And so before we get to that point of losing ourselves, we have to be very, again, intentional and mindful about um, pouring our energy into things that will energize us back. Or else life will become very monotonous, very mundane, not enjoyable, and kind of it may begin to feel like there's no point in living. Um. And so before we get to that point, carving out the space and time for energy for things and places and people that we enjoy, super critical. So what about people who are struggling trying to find out what is it that I enjoy? Because I feel like mm-hmm. for a few months, I was like, I don't even know what I like to do, mm-hmm. <laughs> especially during the pandemic. Like, mm-hmm. what is your advice to those people who are trying to figure those things out? I love taking um, little personality quizzes mm-hmm. online. So not even just like the super... Because definitely there um, there are therapeutic um, inventories that you can take to kind of figure out, like, as far as mostly, yeah, personality styles and, like, work styles. But there are also little cute ones on Google. I literally just Google, like, aptitude or personality quizzes um, to see, you know, how I've changed. I also like to do a lot of um, self-reflecting journal prompts. Mm-hmm. Um, so just asking myself or answering, you know, questions that are like, Hmm, so when I sit back and visualize the perfect day, what does that look like? Um, if I could get up and do anything with my life and if I had the time, money, resources to do whatever, what is it that I would do? And so allowing my mind to go to different places. Um, but again, if you don't, if it's feeling very gray, like I have no idea, it's good to think about something that you always wanted to try but never had the time to mm-hmm. and kind of going from there. Um, going on Eventbrite, looking at classes and workshops that are local in the area to see like, okay, what are people, what are, you know, what are different events 
that are happening in the area can kind of spark a new a new sense of of joy and excitement because mm-hmm. yeah with COVID it's like every day is the same it was re- yes yeah <laughs> a lot of us were really struggling because as I was telling Micah before we started it was a point in time where I was like do I want to do therapy what does this even mean and you know what does this look like and so I had to kind of get my feet wet and, and try a bunch of different things get back into you know engaging in hobbies that I that that bring me joy yeah. um to kind of refill my cup and then with a clear mind and a sound mind, I was like, okay, this is what I, I do enjoy therapy. But sometimes um, when life is just super monotonous and every day is the same, it's kind of hard to to see past that and see like, what what excites me? What am I passionate about? Yeah. And now that things are opening up, people have more opportunities mm-hmm. to kind of figure out what do they enjoy. Like for me, I have not danced since. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Mm-hmm. I took a dance class on Sunday with Kirsten Johnson. Ooh. I also met her in elementary school. Yes. And it was very fun because um, usually I just dance in church, but I did, she did like contemporary, liturgical, lyrical mix. And then mm-hmm. we had a stretching class. And I felt like it just felt so good. Like mm-hmm. I was sore, but it felt good to get back to that part of myself that has been absent for over a year Mm -hmm. so hopefully people will start going back to um the things that they enjoyed before covid or learning some new things that they enjoy are there other are there any other resources that you use or recommend for people who are struggling with making self-care priority or figuring out what they enjoy um well sometimes well as you were talking i also thought about going back to things that we enjoyed as children. Mm-hmm. So I really liked playing video games. So right now, I used to play the, I mean, I used to play the Xbox Connect back in the day. Not the Connect. And, and they don't even, so I found one on eBay. I'm, I want to get one because I used to have fun with the virtual reality games. So I'm like, okay, things that I enjoy as a kid, kind of revisiting those things. Mm-hmm. Um, thinking about, you know, before you had so many responsibilities, what were things that brought you joy? Um, as far as other resources, sometimes we need a sounding board or an advocate to tell us like it's okay to you know rest enjoy life and so therapy um that's a really great place to start just to have that um unbiased perspective of someone else to kind of listen to your life story look at you for who you are today and not necessarily your mistakes your past but looking at you from a you know from a more holistic perspective sometimes it's hard to get that from people that we've grown up with or people Mm -hmm. that's close to us because they kind of have a, they look at us as a monolith. So it's kind of hard for them to see how we may have changed, grown, evolved. Um, And so getting, you know, a a fresh perspective from a new person um, in a safe, healthy environment, such as therapy, can be very helpful and supportive in helping you figure out, okay, who am I today? What are the things that I'm passionate about and enjoy today? Or who do I want to become? What do I want to, you know, invest myself in? What do I want to immerse myself in? So that's good. So as we wrap up this episode, which has fed my soul, I know other people are going to love it. What is some last advice (laughs) that you would have for people who are listening? Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Besides going to therapy and besides Mm -hmm. getting back to those things that they enjoy during their childhood, what is your advice for them who are struggling to make self-care a priority, whether it's because they're working too much or they're not sure mm-hmm. how to make it a priority, what would you tell them? Start with small ways of feeding yourself. Because again, like, you know, some of us work a lot. It may be hard for us to stop and pause and be able to make time for therapy, but finding small ways. So following positive pages on Instagram, if that's yeah. what you're into or Twitter, 
um, finding podcasts to listen to, to feed your spirit as you're driving to work. I'm downloading apps that, you know, feed your soul. I have a good app that's called I Am, um, and it sends little affirmations throughout the day. Um, Finding small ways to nourish your spirit can really have a tremendous impact on the way or the the easiness um, that can accompany with integrating self-care. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like small, small steps, small changes um, to kind of prepare yourself for those bigger changes. But it's, it's all about, I think, initially what you're listening to, what you're pouring into yourself. So finding really minimal ways to kind of integrate that on a daily basis as you begin to journey through self-care. I feel like that's something we always talk about, starting small. I think a lot of times we will get overwhelmed when we're trying to do something because it's like, I got to do this, this, Mm -hmm, this, this, this. mm -hmm. Then we're like, that's too many steps. We get overwhelmed, we shut down, and we Mm -hmm, never do it. So mm -hmm. definitely, um, I appreciate the emphasis on the starting small. It doesn't have to be anything crazy, Mm -hmm. y'all. I always say this. It does not have to be real dramatic, real extreme. Like this morning, I did a 30-minute workout. Yes. Real quick. Yes. Just doing the small things that are going to allow you to improve your wellness um, is very important. Yes. So part three, before we wrap it up, this great, great episode, um, I'm going to share Mike's motivations, which I do at the end of each episode. So I actually have two things that I want to share. One is a resource by Dr. Rita Walker. She's a licensed clinical psychologist, professor, speaker, and author. She's also a black woman. Um, She was just on a breakfast club recently. So tune into her interview if you want to, Here's some more mental health tips. Um, She researches and speaks on mental health and suicide prevention among ethnic minorities. And she has a book called The Unapologetic Guide for Black Mental Health. Navigate an unequal system, learn tools for emotional wellness, and get the help that you deserve. Um, As we all probably know, like mental health is not something that is always talked about in our community. I think it's becoming a little more common now. So I think that her book will be a great resource for any of us to use as we um, try to improve our mental wellness. And I will put the title in the notes. And then the second piece of motivation I wanna share is a quote that I saw on Instagram earlier this week. And it was, the ability to say no is directly correlated to one's sense of self-worth. The more you value yourself, the less willing you are to give up your frame to make others happy. And it was posted by at the underscore higher underscore self on Instagram. And I feel like that ties together our episode so well because a lot of times, like Brittany was saying, we are doing things so that we can look quote unquote productive. We're Mm -hmm. doing things to support other people. We're putting other people's needs before our own. um, And it's costing us our own wellness. So I really like that quote. When I saw it, I was like, yes, this is definitely perfect Mm -hmm. for (laughs) this episode. And I will also put that in the notes as well if you ever want to read it again for a little motivation. Before we close out, thank you so much for coming Thank you, Micah. It's always a great vibe. Yes. Um, If you haven't heard our episode with Brittany on Millennials to Society, she was talking about mental health, her expertise, um, and we were also talking about dealing with grief and trauma so that is another episode that you can listen to um as well any last minute things you want to say before we close out um again i'm just thankful to be able to be on this 
in this space and and on this podcast and i'm so excited for you and all of the growth and possibilities and everything that is yours that you are currently taking hold of so i just wish you all the success and all the warm blessings because you deserve them thank you too girl you know you be spreading all the positive (laughs) vibes on instagram that we all need um with you being in this new practice Blessings to you as well. I know yes. you're going to be great. I know you are going to help a lot of our people. Thank you. So, yeah, so proud of you, and thank you for coming on. Um, do you want to shout out your Instagram pages oh, again? Yes. Um, so, you can follow me at Brittany, B-R-I-T-T-A-N-Y dot co dot inc. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Y'all. <laughs> not her not knowing her Instagram Wait, name. because it's, I checked <laughs> That's embarrassing. I think it's I think it's Brittany Co. Inc. Yeah. So okay, let's try that again. <laughs> Brittany Co. So B R I T T A N Y C O. Inc. Um. So if you follow that page, you'll see a bunch of positive um, vibes, gems, mm-hmm. and you can also visit my Instagram to book a free consultation with me for therapy. Yes, free y'all. Free. 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 And you can <laughs> follow Activated by Faith on Instagram. That's A C T I. V A T E D X F A I T H. Yeah, I had to remember how to spell my T. You know, um, we had all, a long day today, y'all. For all the health <laughs> and wellness content. So, this wraps up our series on being intentional, intentionality. The next few episodes are going to focus on community. So, I'll be connecting with black women, black men who own different wellness based businesses or organizations, specifically in Baltimore. Um, and we're going to talk about the importance of community when it comes to our wellness. So make sure you tune in and I hope you all enjoy the rest of your week and weekend. See ya. separate whoever's going trying to go for something is that you ain't gonna quit